Welcome to the Live Your Wildest Life podcast. I'm your host, Gabriella Wilder, certified mindset coach and personal development junkie. I'm a positivity queen and a huge advocate for living your wildest life. Here's to us girls, the dreamers, the doers, the ones that live unapologetically and always want more. Each week, I'll be dishing out quick mindset tips and interviews with people who are following their dreams and living their wildest life. If you want to learn what it takes to go from broken babe to boss babe, you are in the right place. It starts with your mindset and a whole lot of spiritual tools that we will be sharing too. Now, are you ready to stop letting fear hold you back? Take charge of your life and start living the wildest version of it. Ready, set, let's do this. Happy Wednesday, paves. I am so excited to be back for the beginning of our Wednesday guest interview episodes. Oh my gosh, so much new stuff going on this year. I am so excited to be bringing that all to you. Okay, so before we start, this episode is sponsored by Wilder Workshops, a series of monthly workshops where you can learn more about yourself, more about spirituality, more about learning spiritual tools that you can use in your practices. And so especially for this episode and this month's workshop, we are teaching on crystals. Crystals are definitely a part of my life. Um, I do talk about them almost every single episode and it is one of my favorite rapid fire questions because you can tell so much about a person by their favorite crystal or the crystals that they enjoy or need to use in their life. Crystals have so much healing power and energy that they're incredibly fascinating and amazing to work with. And so if you were just getting started in your crystal journey, if you are wanting to know more information on crystals, then I suggest you check out this month's Wilder Workshop on Crystals 101. It will be January the 28th, which is the full moon. Um, and you will learn everything from what crystals are to how they can heal you, how you can work with them, how you can set intentions and program and cleanse and clear. And because it is the night of the full moon, if you have crystals already, it is the perfect time to begin your journey with them. So I will leave the link in the show notes for all of the information on Wilder Workshops and this month's Crystals 101 Workshop. Hope to see you guys there. Okay, so to kick off this year's round of interview podcasts, I brought on one of the fiercest, badass women that I have met in such a long time. And we connected online and we were talking back and forth and I just knew that she was the perfect fit to bring on the podcast, the perfect fit to start this season with because she brings so much light and so much fire and so much fierceness. That's literally the word that I can describe her is fierce. Um, She has so much power inside of her and I know you guys are just going to fall in love with her as much as I did. 
So this week on the podcast, I am so excited to bring you guys an interview with Queen Shana. Queen Shana is a proud Gurindji woman who is committed to supporting humans to fall madly in love with themselves, live in pleasure, and change the world. She lives in beautiful Australia and is obsessed with dogs. You can find her on Instagram at the Queen Shana, where she shares her passion for self-love and spirituality, sustainability, and elevating into the powerful, magnetic being that you already are. And she loves dogs and sunsets. And we do talk about that in the podcast. So you guys are in for a treat. She was even so kind enough to provide a self-care checklist that you guys can um, access and download after listening to the episode. So all of that we found in the show notes. I'm so excited to bring you guys this episode and my chat with Queen Shauna. Welcome, Shauna. I am so excited to have you on the podcast. You just shared with me that it's your first podcast interview. So welcome, 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 welcome. We've popped a lot of podcast cherries on this podcast. So very excited about that. Um, But if you could introduce yourself and just a little bit about who you are, your journey, how you got started, um, and what it is that you do. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. And yes, very, very first podcast. Couldn't think of a better podcast to start either. So my name is Shana. However, I do call myself Queen Shana. I am Australian. I'm a proud Gurindji woman, which is um, an Australian Indigenous uh, tribe here. And I am a very, very proud dog mama to two fur babies. Baxter is a caramel moodle and Luna is a chocolate spoodle and I am super duper obsessed with them, like really, really obsessed with them. (laughs) And the way that this all started was that I, like most humans, just had a very terrible relationship with my body. I, I hated my body majority of my life and it really caused me a lot of a lot of pain a lot of grief and it was when I was in my mid to late 20s that I realized I I can't I can't keep living this way this this isn't how I want to treat myself this isn't how I want to live and because it was just really exacerbated um, after I was cheated on by a long-term partner and when that happens well I can only speak for myself I I, there was a big part of me that blamed myself and thought if I was skinnier, he wouldn't have done it. If I was hotter, he wouldn't have done it. If I was enough, he wouldn't have done it. And then I all of a sudden was finding myself single. I was being intimate with new people and I was having to be naked in front of these new men and I really wasn't coping with it. And so it got to the point where I was like, yeah, I just, I want to love myself more. So I started on that journey and the, the part that really was a massive a heart moment for me was I had a skincare company. It was organic certified fair trade because I'm really passionate about sustainability. And um, I was flown to speak at a retreat and I was supposed to be talking about low toxic beauty, but because I was in the middle of this self-love journey with my body, I really felt called to use the hour that I had to speak about self-love. And so we're in this beautiful, beautiful hinterland out in nature and there were all of these women around me and I asked them to go around in a circle and say one thing that they liked about themselves, um, a a body part that they liked. 
and um, just the look of awkwardness and, and, and uncomfortability that these women had to to compliment themselves publicly and then there was one lady who just couldn't say anything she just sat there and tears just silently rolled down her face and I asked her if she wanted me to 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 skip her and come back and she just nodded so I said we skipped her then um, I asked everybody to say a body part that they had notoriously been very unkind to. So for myself, it was my legs. I'd always hated my legs. I thought that they were too fat, that they had cellulite, and I was really, really ashamed of them. So I told them to pretend they were using a body scrub and to massage and scrub their legs and then say something that they loved about that body part. So for me, I was like, I love my legs because they allow me to see the world. I've done so much traveling and they allow me to climb mountains and do these extraordinary things. And these women went around and they were all just crying and the stories we heard, like this woman had a scar on her throat and she massage the scar and said I love this scar because it allowed the doctors to cut the cancer out of my throat when I was 26 and now I'm alive women stroked their stretch marks on the stomach and said I love my stretch marks because they allowed me to to give my children a safe place to grow until they were ready to meet the world and there was just so much pain and beauty in these women's voices and all I could think like I get goosebumps even talking about it I was just gonna say I have full body tingles right now I'm like right so beautiful I know it was just so beautiful and all I could think was I don't give a fuck about skincare I want to help women fall in love with themselves I want to help women heal themselves I'm just like I am because we all carry so much pain and I don't if I can do anything about that, then that's, that's what I want to do with my life. I love that so yeah, freaking so much. Yeah. Oh my Thank gosh. You. I love that. So I um, wrapped that up. I, yeah, it's right. And this huge, like, oh my goodness moment went back home within, um, a, within that year. I, I wrapped, I closed the doors on my skincare company, which was my baby. And I really did think that the next step would be to be a self-love coach. That was back in 2016, but the universe had something else in store for me. It had a few more lessons. It had a lot of joy. It had a lot of trauma and it really did break me apart again so that I could put myself back together and now I have even more tools in my toolbox to help women. So yeah, it was the start of last year, 2020, that I was like, all right, I really, I'm like, I'm ready to go now. I love that. It's funny how you like have this plan and then the universe just kind of takes everything that you think is going to happen, puts it in a jar, like <laughs> shakes the shit out of it. And it's like, surprise. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. I never would have imagined what the next four years following that had in store for me and never in a million years, but you know, it always makes us stronger, right? Oh, a hundred percent. I say like the things that you think were not like supposed to be on your journey are the reason you are the person you are right now in this moment. A hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. So Let's talk about calling yourself a queen. I know you mentioned that when you introduced yourself. <laughs> and that is the first thing that stuck up to me when we connected. I was like, who is this friggin' firecracker that is like 
blaming and proclaiming like I am a queen. I am obsessed. And um, yeah, I'm obsessed. So where did that come from? What happened for you to finally like step into that identity, claim it, put it as your name and like introduce yourself as it and just like, where did that confidence behind that come from? Well, it, it's, it came last year. So there was a little bit of an in-joke with my friendship group. Um, in my birthday in 2018, we all went away for the weekend, me and my best friends. And when I got there, they had gotten there earlier and decorated the place and it was really beautiful. And I walked in and there was a crown waiting for me. And I just, it, my reaction was hilarious. I didn't even say anything. I just snatched the crown up and shoved it on my head and looked and I was like, wait, this is for me, right? <laughs> like, yes. It, it was this plastic pink crown that had like flashing lights, like a you know a little kid's crown. I wore that crown for three days. I mean, I didn't sleep with it on, but the second that I woke up, it was back on my head. And um, one of my friends there, when we were you know a few um, drinks deep, she decided that I was going to be called. Princess Shana. So for the entire weekend, if anybody said Shana, she would say, Excuse me, it's Princess Shana. And so then everybody started calling me Princess Shana. And I'm one of those people who just loves their birthday. So I was like soaking it up, like, Yes, 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 call me Princess Shana. <laughs> and so that kind of did kind of stick. And then last year, I just grown so fucking much that I decided that it was time that I graduated from being a princess. Shana in the past was a princess doing her very best, but you know, but I was, I'd done years and years of healing. I was feeling the happiest, the sassiest I'd ever fucking been. And I was like, you know what? It's time now, bitch. We're a queen. And uh, I found myself. Yeah. I, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to start calling myself Queen Shana because a few reasons. One, it makes me feel really fucking good. Like it just makes me feel powerful and strong and brave. And just every time I hear anyone say it, anytime I see it written, I, it's like this lightning bolt hits me and I just feel special and spectacular. And so that feels really good. I also thought, you know what? This is going to be so polarizing in the best way possible because my kind of people like yourself are going to be like, yes, bitch, Queen Shana, I love it so much. And they're just going to be even more drawn to me. And then the people who are like, oh my gosh, why would you do that and judge me? I'm like, this is the perfect time for you to leave. Like, I want you to either be into it or not into it because then we very quickly find out like if you're my person or not. And then lastly, I realized that I was so fucking terrified of doing it that I thought to myself, you know what, if you're scared of something, that's a pretty good indication that that you need to do it. And I'd gone so far and I knew this was the next point of a stretch to me to just know who I was and not give a fuck what gossipy people thought and just have a lot of fun. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, I love it. I feel like identity is like, the keystone in creating a magical life because it's like you are who you say you are so if you're sitting there and saying like I'm fat or I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy then that's the identity that you're going to connect with but if you're coming into a room and you're already in that identity of like I'm a fucking queen 
Yes. We're just going to like, you're going to look different. You're going to like, your energy is going to be different. Your vibe is going to be different. And I am obsessed. A hundred percent. I couldn't believe, I couldn't agree more. It, it's changed the way that I carry myself and, mm-hmm. and it gives me an automatic connection with, with women who, you know, believe that they're queens too. I love that. So like I'm an NLP practitioner and in NLP, we learned that there was like this like hierarchy and it was this big pyramid. And it was like, if you do the top one, it'll trickle down into all of the other areas of your life. And that was identity. And it was like, change your identity and it'll change your beliefs. It'll change your values. It'll change your purpose. It'll change like all of these things that are underneath it because you've now adopted and stepped into that persona um, I think that is like so powerful. Oh, I, I say that all, oh, this is my favorite phrase, a hundred percent. And I think it also just gives other people permission to do the same, right? If I can be brave enough and go out there and be like, Hey, how you doing? I'm Queen Jana. All of a sudden it just helps women to be like, Oh, wow. If she's calling herself Queen Jana, then can I show up as my highest self too? Like, can I show up as a sassy, fun, powerful woman as well? I love it. Earlier this year, um, I actually saw, I think it was on TikTok, um, this video and these girls were driving around in a car and they were literally just like screaming out the window to random strangers. They were like, excuse me, excuse me, you dropped something. And the person's like, (laughs) what did I drop? And they're like, you're queen, you're crown, you're a queen. And I was like, so emotional watching that and I was like it was supposed to be funny but it was like for me I was like oh my god think of the power that you just placed in that person's hand by saying that to them and it was a random stranger and I was just like you don't even know what you created by like creating this funny video that was like meant to empower women like oh so oh, yeah. I know when I saw it and then I saw it as well and I was obsessed I watched it multiple times and the look on the faces of right? the women and they're like oh like it just it made their day and you yeah. know they would have carried that with them for the rest of the day mm-hmm. oh I love it okay so this is a question that I had for later on but we're just going to bring it up now because it flows so with your one-on-ones um yes I was reading that you make it mandatory to wear a crown buy a crown um what's that about so I bought myself a crown because I was bought obviously just because I'm a queen I need a crown (laughs) but I was going to be doing a photo shoot and I was like I'm gonna need a crown for this photo shoot for sure and when it arrived every time somebody came over to my house I was so excited about my crown that I was getting people to put it on like women to put it on and what I witnessed actually blew my mind there whole energy shifted their posture shifted the way they spoke shifted their the level of sass increased it actually it changed them like when they wore the crown it completely changed them and I even started taking photos of them like can I take a photo of you wearing this and they were standing in ways I'd never seen them stand and saying things I never heard them say and I realized like this crown is is something special it it drops your best self into you it drops your highest self into you physically it's a way to not just intellectualize being your higher self but to actually put it into your body and I never would have imagined the 
the like, visceral reaction that these women were having. And I realized as, as I was witnessing, and I'm like, we all need to wear crowns. <laughs> like we all need to wear crowns. And I just think it's an amazing tool whenever you want to, if you have a hard decision, this is what I do. If I'm like, okay, like what, like, what do I, like, what should I do? What do I want? I put on the crown and all of a sudden it is so obvious to me because I'm like, oh, Queen Shana knows what she wants. She a hundred percent knows what she wants. She's not, oh, should I, should not? She's like, oh yeah, like this is, this is the obvious choice. If I need to have difficult conversations, I put on my crown, or maybe if it's not face-to-face because that might be not too well, but if it's been like I have to write a difficult email or I have to have some kind of uncomfortable conversation, I put on my crown and I write it as Queen Shana. When I want to live in, you know, have a really lazy, lazy day, I put my crown on and I don't feel guilty for spending an entire day like lazing around because queens can do whatever the fuck they want and it's just... It's just a really beautiful way to to step into your higher self really, really fast. Okay. So at the beginning, you said you were a proud, grungy woman. Yeah. And let's get into that because before talking to you, before connecting with you, I had never heard what that was. I did a little bit of research behind it um, just because I was like, okay, I want to come into this like prepared and I want to come into this with just like knowing a little bit more about you um and so I was reading a little bit and they were talking about like history and past and how the past and the present aren't actually any different um and so if you want to just give a little insight on that if that's been a part of your life um anything that you want to share about your culture um yeah I invite you to just do that now yeah, so um, claiming being a Gurindji woman is very new to me, actually. So my dad is an Indigenous Australian and from a Torres Strait Islander. And then my mom is just, I guess, Caucasian Australian. Her parents were born in England, but she grew up here. And I was raised by my mom. So I am mixed race and I... I, whilst I have always, I've always identified as being Indigenous because I was very lucky. I did grow up with both sides of my family, even though I didn't grow up with my dad. My mom was a single mom. My nana had, his mom had a really big place in my life. So I always identified as Indigenous. However, I didn't know huge amounts of my culture the way that I would have necessarily wanted to. But that was also, I think when you're a child, it's just not really in your in your mind and as I've grown into a woman I've really desired to own that part of myself even more and learn about it even more deeply and my um the Gurindji tribe actually has a lot of really beautiful history so Vincent Ngari who is a Gurindji man who is one of my great great (laughs) great grandfathers he actually was one of the founding fathers of the land rights movement here in Australia so there's a really famous walk-off here called um, called the Wave Hill walk-off and basically Aboriginal people were made to work for free essentially or work work for food and on their own land and he got to the point where he said no like this isn't happening this is this is basically ridiculous we're we're being treated as slaves and I'm not going to stand for it like I'm a proud proud man because Australian Indigenous people are actually the oldest surviving Indigenous people on the planet and 
So he um, he walked off and it lasted for years and years. Um, and in the end, the Prime Minister of Australia actually granted land rights because of his, um, yeah, his walk off and it ended up getting the whole country involved and, and people were realizing that this land belonged to Aboriginal people and it had been taken. So there is a lot of really beautiful, rich history there. And I, um, yeah, really am kind of diving even more deep into it as I, as I get older. But in regards to the past, so Aboriginal people are really, really strongly connected to their um, ancestors and into what we call dream time, which is stories about how um, the land was created, stories about how um, basically to live your life. And they have a really, really strong connection to the past. In fact, whenever a ceremony is held, even if like in parliament and things like that, they'll do what's called a welcome to country. And they'll say, I acknowledge the traditional owners of this land and the elders past, present and future. And so they're always, it's always a connection to the past and even something really beautiful today. So I was assisting an elderly Aboriginal man and um, he was telling me a story. We're just driving in the car and he was chit-chatting away to me and he was telling me how they were going fishing in a river that's infested with crocodiles. And <laughs> I am terrified of crocodiles. So I was like, what? What are you going in there for? He's like, oh, no, it's fine. Because when we go there, we just tell our ancestors that we're going there and they get rid of the crocodiles. He said, we tell them, like, ancestors, we're coming. We say who we are. We, we sing. We, we chant. We talk. And then they, and then all of the um, crocodiles, the sharks, the sea snakes, anything dangerous there leaves that area while we fish, while the kids swim and play. And then when we leave, they all come back. And he said that um, a few days after they had gone fishing, the rangers went there and found like multiple crocodiles in that river stream, but they were completely unharmed, chest deep fishing and children playing. And it's because they called on the ancestors and asked them to, to keep them safe. So it's even, you know, it's 2021 and this is very much well and alive. Oh my gosh. I got like full body chills. Just like hearing that. That's so powerful and beautiful. Um, I think that's so important to like acknowledge and mention because um, even just like in the practices that I've started in the last couple of years with like connecting to my guides, um, I even say I'm connected to my guides, my masters, my teachers, my ancestors, and like, please let me know what I need to know in this moment for my highest good and connect to them. And like, that's so important. So I can, I can't even imagine the importance um, for you and your culture, because you like you've grown up with that. Um, and that's just like been a thing forever. That's just something that I started to learn. So that's so powerful. Yeah, it's it's so beautiful. I um I have had the honor to go to many remote Aboriginal communities and yeah, culture is just so, so alive. They they still do funerals traditionally, they have ceremonies traditionally. They have, you know, women's area, men's areas, everything is, it's, it is just as it was 60,000 years ago. Wow. And how has learning more about your culture and really just embracing that part of you, how has that shaped um, the queen version of you? How has that shaped like how you show up every single day? Is that like a big part of your identity and how you show up like is that how, how does that take part like how uh, 
mixing up my words, but <laughs> like, how is that in your life every single day? It's been a lot more emotional than I would have expected actually, okay. because as I tap into it, I, I just feel it so deeply in my soul. Like every time I, I learn new stuff or I ask my Nana or I, I do my own research, I actually cry. Like I actually cry because I'm just so overwhelmed with, with the beauty of it and the magnitude of it and the power of it because I'm on Aboriginal lands. Like everybody in Australia is on Aboriginal lands. So as I'm having these experiences, I, I feel the, the, the spirits that are, have walked before me and I notice now when I go to, you know, I, I love going to the beach. It's my happy place. And I'll go to the beach to do my journaling and speak to the universe. And I'll sit there and I start to actually imagine, wow, like however many years ago, this beach would have been like a place where, you know, my people would come and, and gather. And, and, and I never thought that until a few years ago. It's even, even just last year, it just got even deeper and it just in my daily life just really paying attention to the places that I go and, and imagining how it would have been even 300 years ago and um and also my my family there actually is um yeah so there's a book really famous Australian book called The Little Black Princess and it's about my great-great-grandmother and so yeah it's a really amazing actually so there is um we yeah like essentially it wouldn't have been considered royal that's not really how in indigenous culture goes but it, for the general western world to to describe it it would have been yeah there is like royal blood running through my veins through my through my father's side so it is yeah it's just really beautiful and the more I tap into it and and everything that my my people have gone through um and to come out the other end it's yeah it's been really really beautiful I love that I love that mm. so much um, so I know at the beginning when you were talking about your journey and sort of how you've gotten to where you are today, um, a really big part of that was self-love and then mm. that allowed you to kind of be on this journey that you're on right now and helping other women tap into that. Um, mm. but what does self-love mean to you? Like if you had to describe it, what would that mean to you? Cause I feel like the term is used a lot, but not really mm. described. Yeah, for sure. So when I talk about self-love, I actually say madly in love with yourself or madly in love with myself. I'm not, I, I don't really do anything in halves. I'm like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to love myself, I'm going to be madly in love with myself. I'm going to yes. be obsessed with myself. I'm going to date myself. I'm going to woo myself. Like I, I, why, why love yourself when you can be madly in love with yourself? Right. And so I think of it as I, I, I know that I'm fucking amazing. I know that I was brought here onto this planet at this time for a reason. I I don't let people disrespect me anymore because I don't disrespect myself. I spent years letting me because I you only let you only allow people to treat you the way that you treat yourself. And so now that I treat myself with kindness and love, like nobody fucks with me now, like, because I energetically don't allow it. And if they cross my boundaries, mm -hmm. I let them know. I, I really do believe in, in voicing your boundaries. Obviously, if someone does something completely unacceptable, I, I 
cut straight away. But if it's if it's a broach of my boundary, I have tough conversations and say, hey, just so you know, this is a boundary for me. And this is the only time I'm going to say it. And if it happens again, then, you know, whatever will happen will happen. But when you love yourself, to me, self-love is, is yeah, not letting other people treat you like crap or use you or or treat you anything less than the sparkly amazing unicorn queen that you are and so it's just basically thinking of yourself as this extraordinary gift to the world which which you are I love that thank you thank you for sharing that um okay so with like well in Canada quarantine is still happening they just put more lockdown restrictions um so like with staying home and everyone just kind of like lounging in pjs all the time and like (laughs) not really making an effort um how can we tap into more self-love practices on a daily basis um when there's like nowhere to go I know for me personally like last year was a big year for self-love and acceptance because um honestly like pretty much yeah it would have been it'll be a year in a couple weeks um I started experiencing hair loss and for me like I equated my self-love my worth to the way I looked and like I would never leave my house without like my hair done and I would pay for extensions every five to six months and like um the fact that like I didn't have quote unquote long hair, thick hair anymore. Um, It was starting to fall out. Like I was just like in a horrible spot for a couple of weeks. Um, Then I found the magic of wigs and I, um, that definitely helped a lot, but it also allowed me when I'm home, because I don't really wear them when I'm home. I just wear them if I'm like going on video or um, if I was going out, but it allowed me to like sit with the fact that I was losing hair, sit with the fact that, okay, I have to look in the mirror and like accept myself and love myself. And then about a month after um, I got diagnosed with Bell's palsy, which is like paralysis on one side of my face. And so again, my favorite part of me is my smile. And that completely compromised that and I didn't know how long it was going to last and so like I had these two massive challenges in a year where everything kind of was changed and I was like what the fuck but from that I've like grown and I've understood that like I don't have to show up perfect every single day I don't have to have my hair done every single day um And like, that was really big for me to understand. So I feel like if someone listening is like, I think I love myself, but like, what are some things that I can do on a daily basis to just like elevate that? How, what would you recommend? Yeah. So um, before I dive into that, I just want to really acknowledge your um, trauma around hair loss because I have very, very fine hair and not very much of it. And my hair was something that I was very, very self-conscious about my entire life. Mm -hmm. As soon as I was 19, I started getting hair extensions. And I I was like 16. (laughs) 
Wow. Yeah. I honestly, if I knew that it was something that I could have done, I a hundred percent would have done it when I was 16. Like it was it, even more than my body. My hair is probably what I've hated my whole life. Mm-hmm. And, um, I got some really shitty hair extensions and then I started to graduate to really beautiful hair extensions. And then in 2019, which was probably the worst year of my life, I um, my extensions had come to kind of the end of their run and I had bought really expensive extensions and they were they lasted me four years and they looked beautiful that whole time, but they were at the end of their life. So I took them out and I was having, I was experiencing really bad depression, really bad anxiety and and um, financial trauma. And so I didn't have $1,000 to get new extensions. So I, all of a sudden, had no extensions for the first time in, oh my gosh, I guess like 10 years. And I had an actual identity crisis. I That literally happened to me when I took mm-hmm. my extensions out in February last year, because again, I wouldn't even go one day without extensions I would Mm. take them out that same day I would like recolor my hair and then put new ones in that evening because I could not even stand to look at my natural hair without extensions in it yeah so I feel that yeah I was the same like I would go to the hairdresser because I had a weave the last kind of probably five or six years I'll go to the hairdressers they would take my weave out redo it and put it back in I never like never even one of my best mates was like I really want to see you with your natural hair I was like no you don't <laughs> like my best friends had not even seen it and when I looked at myself in the mirror for the first time I I it was it was awful I I, I hated what I saw I hated what I saw, I felt disgusted. I felt ashamed. I felt like I wasn't even looking at my face. I felt ugly for the first time in my life. And I had always had body issues, but I'd always um, felt beautiful. And I, for the first time, I was like, I, I look ugly. Like I, I don't even know who I am right now. And going, I like, I was ashamed to go to public events. I, I was absolutely humiliated and it was an extra level of humiliation because I, was experiencing financial trauma so I didn't have the money to to do it and that just made me hate myself even more and I yeah I just wanted to tell you that you're that's not that's not anything kind of some people who have if you if you have beautiful hair you just could never understand Mm -hmm. and so I just wanted to acknowledge that that is a real real trauma and I, I I see you I hear you it's fucked and I um it took a lot for me to to do and so I still don't have extensions right now it's been mm-hmm. two years and I actually got to the point where I was like right if this is this awful you need to face this you actually need to face this like you you love your body now you genuinely love your body now you love your personality you love everything about you and if you cannot look at yourself then you need to look at yourself so um I've basically forced myself to just do well I was I was forced to begin with and then I continued to be like nah you got to face this like you if you're going to really love who you are then you got to love who you are and so um but this year I am going to be getting extensions again but this time it's coming from want not need and that is a very different place to come mm-hmm. from so I just wanted to to add that in there oh to God, I, love I feel it. your pain <laughs> um in regards to self oh yeah sorry 
No, no. I was going to say like, for me, um, when I like started wearing wigs and putting on wigs, like that for me was like the equivalent of like you with your crown, because I could like switch up who I wanted to be the identity (laughs) that I was stepping into with like, I have like a pink wig, I have really long blonde one, I have like a short curly blonde one. Um, But yeah, like I have given myself like a year, well, now it's almost a year. When I first started experiencing it last year around this time, I gave myself like a challenge. I was like, for one year, I am not going to color my hair. I'm not going to put extensions in my hair. I'm not going to put heat on my hair. And I'm really just going to like take care of my health and take care of my hair. And I didn't think I would be able to do it. Um, But I did. It's been almost a year. Um, (laughs) But I don't think I'm going to put them back in my head at least not not now amazing you should be so proud of yourself I'm very proud of you you should have a um celebration on the one year anniversary you should do something special for yourself because that is actually a an achievement thank you okay let's get back into that self-love yes yes okay yeah that was a thunder so um I live in the tropics and so we're about to have a really beautiful big tropical thunderstorm and it's gonna be gorgeous I love Um, the rain oh I love the rain so much too especially when it's warm like if the weather is warm and it rains because it just cools everything down and it has a really beautiful smell and yeah you're gonna hear it pouring down a little bit so self-love practices I am a huge fan of microdosing because I am a lazy bitch I like things that I can do in small amounts that I can do all the time and they actually really do start to add up because it sometimes especially if you're starting on a self-love journey or if you're in a bit of a dark place the idea of just diving straight in can be really difficult. And similarly, if you have done the work and you do love yourself, these are just things to make sure that it stays on top of it because this this is work you have to do for the rest of your life. Like I have to consciously love myself every day because otherwise my 27 years of conditioning creeps on in. And so these um, are my favorite way, this is my favorite way to do it, is to microdose. So some things that you can do is when you very first wake up in the morning, give yourself a massive big hug. Like just lay there and give yourself a squeeze and just kind of wriggle around in bed a little bit and just be like, oh my God, I just love you so much. I'm so glad I get to spend another day with you. And then that's it. That's just, that's one beautiful thing. If you do that every single morning, it's just such a great way to start your day. Then once you wake up, you can, if you have some loved ones that you could have a little bit of like a, a Facebook messenger chat with or like a text chat with, you can send a message every morning with one thing that you're proud of and one thing that you like about yourself. I do actually do three things I'm grateful for, one thing I'm proud of and one thing I like about myself. And they can be, it doesn't have to be anything like super deep. It can be something really little and trivial. Like sometimes it's just like, I'm really proud that I had a green smoothie instead of a cocktail today. You know, like it can be silly things. And then it can also be, I'm really proud that I started my very first business when I was 24. Um, It just helps you when you start to really think of what you're proud of. It really helps you to start to be like, oh, wow, I'm pretty great, actually. Like I've done a lot of really cool things. Um, another thing that you can do, which I highly recommend, is record your voice on your phone saying just nice things about yourself. Just do it for two minutes. And then when you brush your teeth in the morning, play it 
for two minutes while you're just brushing your teeth, listen to your own voice being like, you're great, you're brave, you're amazing, I love you, you look really pretty today. Um, and then you can also, one thing I've really, I've started doing and I absolutely love is when I see myself in the mirror, I kiss the mirror and it's just really fun and cute. So um, yeah, this is like a really beautiful morning routine. Wake up, give yourself a hug, message some people about what you love about yourself, brush your teeth while hearing nice things about yourself and then finish up by kissing the mirror. And that only takes a couple of minutes and it's just a really, really beautiful way to start the day. The way that I really love to end the day is with a candlelit shower. So every week I have a date night with myself. Once, once a week, every Wednesday. I like doing it on a Wednesday because it just breaks the week up and I feel really refreshed. And I basically say to myself, what do you want to do, Shana? Like, what do you want to do in this moment right now? Not what anybody else wants you to do. So I actually turn my phone, I put my phone on flight mode. My friends and family know, like, don't, I'm, don't contact me even and I was doing this when I lived in a house with my three best friends and they just knew like don't talk to me <laughs> so when I was in public areas I would put my headphones on and I would just do whatever the heck I wanted to do and one night I thought I really want to have a sexy shower so I got into my shower or I went into my bathroom I lit some candles I turned the light off I played some really like sexy mellow tunes and I got in the shower and I had a super, super like sexy shower. And I like, I really paid attention to my senses. So my sight was really um, stimulated by like the flickering candlelight. My ears were really stimulated by the music. My sense of smell was really stimulated by the beautiful smelling products that I used. And then I massaged my body. And so as I'm washing myself, I, I thank my arms. Like, thank you arms. Like, I love you so much. You allow me to hug my loved ones. And that is so freaking special, especially in times like this. Can you imagine the next time you get to hug the people that you haven't seen? Like your arms allow you to do that. The next time you have a shower, bloody really massage your arms and be like, oh my God, I love you so much because you're going to just give my best friend or my nana or my mom like the biggest freaking squeeze ever. Um, when I massage my legs, I do the same thing. So it's just a really, really beautiful nightly routine to wrap up the day is to just have a beautiful candlelit shower. And if you're in a place where you're not ready to touch yourself yet, and that's that's totally fine. I want to say that every place that you are right now is, is perfect and okay. If you can't deal with that right yet, just move in the shower while you've got the candles and the music and the soap, just, just even if you need to close your eyes even if you can't handle seeing your body right now that's totally fine there's nothing wrong with that just start moving and feeling how the breath feels on you feel how the you know how your body moves to the music just start to connect to your body even if that that only thing that you can do right now is just connecting it by noticing how things feel by not looking by not touching that's totally fine um, and if you are next level loving yourself, then another micro dosing that you can do is when you take your clothes off, have a shower, give yourself a little sexy strip tease in front of the mirror. So instead of just like throwing your clothes off, stand in front of the mirror, put on some sexy music and just like look at yourself and just like slowly take your shirt off, move around, give yourself sexy eyes, lick your lips put like take down your pants like make it like a show for yourself and 
just try and look at everyday activities. And that's, that's why I love these microdosing because every single person on the planet takes their clothes off a few times a week. Every single person, you know, brushes their teeth, maybe. <laughs> yes. Everybody hopefully wakes up every single day. So if you can just start to be like, okay, what do I do every single day? And how can I find little ways to love myself during that moment, whether it's 10 seconds, whether it's a few minutes? Yes. Oh, I love all of that. If you guys didn't have a notebook for that, I mean, go press the rewind button and do that because like (laughs) those were such great tips. Oh my gosh. And such tangible things that everybody can do everybody can do well maybe i can write up a really beautiful document and we can put it in the show notes so that people can um read it i would love a little bit of a checklist all right consider it done love it okay so after we interview everyone we ask a little bit of rapid fire questions are you ready i am okay so what is a daily practice or ritual that you do every single day so something that you have to do no matter where you are who you're with you got to do it. I watch the sky change color at sunset and I'm really present with it. If I would rather be at the beach watching it, but even if I'm in a car driving, even if I'm just at home, I look out the window and I think, oh my God, look how beautiful that is. And I'm really, really present with that moment. I love that. That's one I've never heard before. So I love that. Um, something recent that you've manifested? My iPhone 12 Pro. I manifested it. I was like, I'm manifesting and I'm manifesting. And it did. It came. It was a gift. I love it. Out of the blue from an mm. unexpected source. Ooh, those are the best kind. Actually, though. <laughs> um, what book are you currently reading? Rich as Fuck by Amanda Francis. Me too. Ooh, it's great, I'm, halfway, it? I'm halfway through and I'm obsessed with it. I, I'm obsessed with yeah. her. But yes, the book is fantastic. So fantastic. Um, Okay, what's your secret obsession? So something that not most people know about you. So it wouldn't say it's a secret because I'm one of those people who cannot, like I just just have no secrets. You can just read everything in my face. But something that not many people would know about me is that I'm obsessed with watching on YouTube videos of 90s divas performing live. So like, Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston, Celine Dion, I will just lay there and watch them um, doing live performances and just think, oh my God, this is just heaven. (laughs) Celine Dion is my girl. Like, I'm beyond obsessed with her. Um, It's just insane, the level of talent. You're like, when is the day that vocal transplants are happening? Because I'm signing up. You're so funny. (laughs) So I'm a singer as well. It's something that like, um, not many people know. But um, when I was growing up, like every single singing competition that I would do, I would sing a Celine Dion song. And every time I would tell the judges, they'd be like, are you sure? I'm like, fuck yeah. And then I would win every contest. So I'm like, Celine is my good luck charm. I friggin' I'm obsessed with her. Well, I really think that you, one day when you feel comfortable, you should definitely give me a call and sing for me because I would just die. Like I would just lay here with popcorn. Anytime girl, anytime amazing um okay so if you were to be stuck in an elevator for 10 minutes who would you want to be stuck with 
this is such a good question and it was I actually asked my mom I was like what would I do and she's giving me really good ideas she was like David Attenborough and I was like that's a great one and then all of a sudden I realized do you know what it would be my great grandmother it would be my my dad's nana um uh, yeah, she passed away when I was 12. She's just an incredible woman. She was part of the Stolen Generation, which was where um, in Australia, if you were a um, like part Aboriginal, part white child, they stole you. They stole children um, and tried to breed out Aboriginal people by um, basically putting them with white families with the plan that they would then breed with white men, like people and then eventually there would be no Aboriginal people left. And um, she just suffered so many atrocities in her life and yet she was the kindest sweetest most loving generous forgiving woman and I would give anything to have 10 minutes with her and just say like I want to know more about you I love that Mm. um okay so we're gonna throw it back to MTV Cribs and if I were to pull open your fridge right now what would I find You would find um, a lentil dal that my mom made like a week and a half or two weeks ago that I'm going to have to chuck out. Um, a bottle of cutie mayo because I'm obsessed with it and I put it on everything. Okay, I, to find I just, sorry to interrupt. On. I literally just bought my first no, bottle but- last week and it's <gasps> friggin' life changing. <gasps> oh, yeah. It is so good. It's put so it on good. pizza. Put it, oh. put it on pizza, put it on, yeah, on top of uh, fried eggs, put it on top of, obviously, like, dip it in everything. Okay. Oh, I, 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 I'm so happy for you, yet I'm so sad for you because you're about to put it on everything. I've only put it, I made a sushi yeah, bake. I made it like a sushi bake, so it was like yeah. a warm, Ooh. like, sushi, and I put it on top and in, like, the salmon before I baked it, and it was, like, next level. Yeah. But oh, I will try those other yeah. things. I, I actually dare you to everything you eat, put a little bit of it on. Even if, if okay. it's on one bite, put a little bit of a mayo on and you'll be, you'll be like, go to this, go to this. I put it on homemade cow chips a couple of days ago. I was like, I wonder if this is like on one chip. I was like, just make everything better. Like, I'm sorry, it's, what is it? I don't know, but it, it's, yeah. Oh my God. That. <laughs> okay, I'm excited so, to explore. A mayo. Yes, do it. Um, a jade face roller because it's hot here and it feels really nice when you roll it when it's cold. Homemade pesto and some homemade cookies, and that is it. That is all that's in my fridge, like the entire fridge. I, I am one of those people. If I had a magic wand, I would eat out every single meal, or I would have like a private chef, I, and I would only cook for pleasure. I love cooking, but not in like a, oh my god, it's time to eat again, like. I like cooking it's like Friday night I can pour myself a glass of wine listen to music or if I'm cooking for other people but on a daily basis you'll find no food in my fridge <laughs> I mean hey you got cookies and mayo what else do you need what else do you need right <laughs> um, <laughs> okay what's your favorite stone or crystal so that is so hard because I love so many of them. But I would say it's not necessarily my my favorite overall, but my favorite in my collection would be this really big rose quartz that is kind of it's kind of like a fist and a half. And I love laying um, in bed and I put it on my chest 
and like on my heart center and because it's so weighty I really like feel the energy channeling even more and I'll lay there and I'll I'll say my, my affirmations or I'll, or I'll channel and it's like I can it's, it's like it creates like a heart portal for me and just the weight of it just feels really really good so yeah I'd say my rose quartz I love it I talk about it all the time that was the first crystal I ever purchased when I was six and it is like stuck with me that is like my go-to stone same thing um okay and then what is your favorite quote or piece of advice that you've ever been given life happens for us not to us as soon as you look through the lens of life happens for us not to us even if you don't understand why something is happening that quote has got me through some of my absolute darkest days and some of my absolute best days sometimes I would lay there when my depression and anxiety was really bad and I would just lay in bed like rocking backwards and forwards and I would just say to myself over and over again one day this is going to make sense one day this is going to make sense one day this is going to make sense and I knew like I don't know why this is happening right now but the universe loves me and I truly truly believe uh to suffer I don't believe we were put on this earth to, to have jobs we don't like to, to, to pay bills that we you know to I believe we we're put on this earth to make the world a better place and to experience joy and pleasure and everything that this human life has to offer and so anytime anything happens I just know like this is happening for me this is going to make me better and stronger which is going to allow me to support other people to be better and stronger and and this is for the benefit of not only myself, but also for humanity. Yes. 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 I, um, I'm going to be greedy and ask if I can say one other quote. Of it course. My favorite. Excellent. So <laughs> when I was in high school, this was my favorite quote. And it's really stuck with me as well. Is most people only exist. I want to live. And I think there's a very, very, very big difference between existing and living. And I think we all should have a little bit of a look at our lives and ourselves and say, like, am I alive right now? Am I really living or am I existing? Am I sleepwalking through my life? Am I, am I just another cog in the wheel? Or is this, is this what I choose for myself? Do I feel alive? Such a difference in living and existing. 100%. Beautiful. Okay. Let the listeners know where they can find you, how they can work with you, um, where you hang out the most, and just sort of any ways to contact you because after this, everyone's going to want to. <laughs> I hang out the most on Instagram, and you can find me at the Queen Shana, which is S I A N A. Um, I really, really live on stories more than anything, actually. Like I, I do post, but my happy place is stories. So if you want to see my dogs, if you want to see beautiful sunsets, if you want to see nature walks, if you want to have really inspiring quotes and spiritual quotes and just like listen to me talking and see really cute selfies of me because I like taking selfies, then uh, my stories is the place to be. Um, and you can also find me at www.queenshana.com where uh, you'll see all about my one-on-one program, which is called Ruyu Booth. It's a six-month container, and the reason I chose six months is because I am here to help 
humans make lasting change in their lives. And I do not believe that you can fall in love with yourself on one call. I don't believe that you can fall in love with yourself in three months. I think, I know it's a lifelong practice. And you also really need to add in a buffer, I believe, for self-sabotage. And as soon as you add in buffers for self-sabotage, all of a sudden you don't hate yourself that you self-sabotage. You don't blame yourself. I wanted to give time for women to go two step forwards, one step back, two step forwards, one step back. And six months really allows you to, to do the self-sabotaging as well as have contraction. So you get uh, um, actually a call with me every single week. One week, it's a one hour call. The next week, it's a half an hour call. You get me telling you how amazing you are. You get me telling you, I call bullshit on that. That's not true. You deserve better. You get me telling you that you're not going to allow to talk to yourself any other way than the way that you deserve. And if you do, then you just give yourself a hug and carry on. Um, yeah, it's it's just an honor to walk besides women on um, a path that I, I crawled. I crawled along that path um, majority of the time alone and... I, I don't want that for women. I want it to be fun. Like healing can actually be really, really fun if you choose it to be. Everything is what you choose it to be. And if you decide that falling in love with yourself has to be hard and horrible and painful and lonely, then babe, that's exactly what it's going to be. But if you decide like, we're going to have a lot of fun along the way, we're going to have a lot of pleasure, we're going to have a lot of joy, it's going to be hard, but you can fucking handle it. You can handle it for sure. And can you heal yourself by yourself? A hundred percent. You are amazing. You are strong. And I did it on my own. But if I could have done it differently, I would have. So I want to walk with you while you do it. And I want us to have dance parties along the way. I love that so <laughs> much. Oh, okay. So all of that info will be in the show notes. And yeah, thank you so much for coming on. This was fantastic. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And for being my very first podcast. How exciting. Oh, actually, before we go, can I yeah. give one little tip? Yeah, of so, course. Next time you have something to do that's a little bit scary or exciting or nervous, write yourself a piece of paper and put it somewhere you can see it. So I have this that's been sitting in front of me the entire time. And this, putting it up, people can see an A4 piece of paper. And I, it says, you are amazing. You always know what to say. You are here to serve. It is safe to be yourself. I am so proud of you. This is going to go so well. You are interesting, funny, wise, kind, and brave. So right before the call, I sat down and I wrote this one. I just wrote until I filled up a page and it's just been sitting in front of me. I haven't even looked at it. I haven't even read it, but my subconscious knows that it's right there. If I get nervous, if I get scared, I can look down and the very first thing I can read is you are so amazing. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. What am I worrying about? <laughs> I love that. So, next time you have something scary, just, just write yourself a note and put it somewhere where you can see it. Thank you for sharing that. I literally, that's such a good tip. So good. You're very welcome. You are now one step closer to living your wildest life. If you loved this episode, remember to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share it with your friends. Sharing's good karma. Tag me when you guys listen on Instagram at Gabrielle Wilder. And remember that you can find all of today's info in our show notes. Babe, you are a wild one. So go out and crush those goals. 
and start living your wildest life. You are worth it. Ready, set, see you next week.